Welcome to Manufacturing Tomorrow, focusing on advanced manufacturing innovations, solutions, and partnerships that exist in our region now and in the future. Hello there. You are listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host for this segment. Today we are speaking with Becky Bach, Global Director for Continuous Improvement for Anheuser-Busch InBev, the world's largest brewer. Before AB InBev, Becky was a Director of Strategic Operations and Business Development for NBC Universal and was involved in the Operations Management Leadership Program for General Electric. She is a master black belt in Six Sigma and has led Lean and Six Sigma deployment in all of these organizations. She arrived in town to present at the Fisher College of Business Center for Operational Excellence Summit. Thanks to them for carving out time for our discussion. We are lucky to have her here in the studio. Becky, welcome. Ah, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Tell us a little bit more about the manufacturing environment at AB InBev. My experience with Anheuser-Busch is taking a tour of the plant in Bush Gardens as a kid and uh, not really wanting to be there. I would rather be on the, you know, the ride. So, <laughs> so but for the, um, the manufacturing environment itself, uh, what could you tell us about that? Well, our manufacturing environment is best in class. Um, we have focused over time on increasing the quality of our product, focusing on operational excellence, management system. And we do a lot of that through excellence programs, visual management, and standard work. It's an amazing operation to watch, um, especially when you see large tanks of beer. I mean, you as a kid probably looking at the fermenting and the freezing cold <laughs> environment that, that we brew the beer. It wasn't very entertaining, but I invite you to come back and see it as an adult, and you would be very impressed. I would love to do that. So, um, well, I mean, I think a lot of uh, people assume that the, the process of beer manufacturing hasn't changed much over the years. Uh, so what do you see as the role of innovation, you know, the technical and business innovation uh, in your company and in your markets? I mean, how fast is the pace today compared to a couple of decades ago? Well, I guess the way that we look at innovation in our manufacturing is two different angles. You have the the angle that is looking at the type of product that we're making and how to how to adapt and move with the customer's uh, changing palettes. So new products to consume that match up with our manufacturing processes, and that process is moving incredibly fast now. It's just like anything else in uh, an FMCG type of company where the consumer wants different things and they might not be the products that we have today. So our innovation and design group is always exploring, always looking. And unfortunately, I can't go into much more detail because there's some fascinating products that are going to hit the market. So just keep tuning back and looking, looking at us. The other angle is how we actually make the product and get it to market. And that's where process, process efficiency and continuous improvement come into play. We're looking, always looking at our processes. How can we streamline, make it faster, make it better? There are parts of our manufacturing process that we just can't speed up, right? Beer brews at the pace that beer brews. But everything else surrounding that, uh, we can make faster and better. But we always do that keeping quality as the forefront of our mind because the consumer is the boss. We want to deliver quality product on time um, to wherever the consumer would like to, like to consume our products. 
So uh, even though you can't speak to what's going to happen in the future, is there any example of a product that, uh, you know, in terms of uh, bringing it to market that you could speak to? Well, take um, Limerita and our Bud Light Rita brands. There's a line inst- extension going on there that is uh, fermented beverage. So it's brewed the same as any of our beers, um, just in a different way. So that's an innovative product that went into a segment where we had no we hadn't really participated in that segment before. We were able to leverage our current practices and processes to create that product. Um, and I think it's it's filling in a void that we had in our, our portfolio. So uh, from your bio, I noticed that you've been at Anheuser-Busch InBev for five years. And as mentioned before, you've worked in operations management in Six Sigma for some time. Uh, so how does culture building take place at the company? Our culture is a company, we're a company of owners. Um, we're governed by 10 principles, which you can find online on our company website. But the key piece to our culture is ownership. Each employee has the ability to make decisions and bring good ideas forward. And the way that that ties into continuous improvement is that there are no bad ideas. The bad ideas are the ideas that you don't talk about. Um, And I really think having that culture and a process for bringing those ideas forward, bringing the bringing our employees together to solve business problems is the key to our success. So how does, uh, how does that take place uh, as far as, uh, as training? I saw that you have a, a blended training model mm-hmm. for, uh, for learning, and what does that involve? Well, our, um, our program is struck, we have three levels of belts, right? We start with the white belt level, which is general methodology, um, graphical displays of data like Pareto chart, histogram, um, pivot tables. It's a lot of how to use Excel. But then we challenge our white belts um, to think critically about some business problems in order to get certified. Then our next level is green belt, which is the traditional green belt, and um, black belt on top of that. But the way that we run our classrooms and our certification programs take all of the PowerPoint out of the classroom, and is all through case studies, um, simulation, and gameplay. So our primary goal is to put our employees through a training program where they leave after two weeks of classroom training, having the practical experience of running a project already once in the classroom before they're out in the field running their projects for the first time. We also structure our program that there's the continuous learning that happens outside of the classroom through coaching. Because the first time you learn a tool in the classroom with your instructor, the employee is going to be able to solve that problem. However, when you're sitting with your actual business problem, the data is a mess and you have to organize it, then analyze it. That's when your coach really comes in to help, help the employees, help the green belts and the black belts solve the problems. So how do you, uh, I mean, who is a coach? I mean, how does does one become a coach? We have a network of, um, so black belts coach green belts. Black belts are coached by master black belts. So it's a pay it forward type of moment because we believe at our core that you don't truly understand the methodology until you are able to teach it. And teaching somebody else 
pays it forward, right? You're taking your experience and you're bringing it to somebody else to help elevate them and help them in their career. So you have that positive feeling because you're helping somebody else. But you're also solidifying your knowledge and having the experience of teaching somebody else how to do something. It's just like a math, learning math for the first time or learning geometry for the first time. You never actually know it until you can actually say, no, this is uh, teach somebody else how to do it. Well, that definitely adds a new dimension to the ownership principle, doesn't it? It does. Um, And what we do as a program to prepare our belts to coach others is to teach them how to ask the right questions, be open-ended. Most of all, be available um, because sometimes a, a belt, a green belt might struggle with a problem for days before asking for help. And if our coaches are more proactive, then they can stop that frustration and help move with the project. So it's definitely something that's a work in progress, right? We can say paper accepts anything. So I can tell a story and say it's it's beautiful and this is the, the direction that we're going. But when it comes down to actually making it happen, culture t- change takes time. And until we have a critical mass of people aware of this methodology and living this experience, it's going to be some time until it's fully ingrained in our culture. And uh, I got a sneak peek at your presentation for this afternoon's summit at the Center for Operational Excellence. And one of the slides that really spoke to me is uh, the one where you had, you know, it doesn't, it isn't uh, worthwhile unless it, it works or in, unless it's, uh, I, I, I'm paraphrasing it. You, probably, you could probably <laughs> say it better than I can. Yeah. Well, um, I think you're talking about the best method is the method that you actually use. Right. Right. Because in our profession, it's very easy to hang out in the theoretical realm where you're talking about deming and all these uh, fancy words for lean and for um, the different tools that we use. So you can hang out in that space, but what's important to us and the way that we've built our program is we have to speak the language of the business. So we've kind of stepped away from you have to use this certain tool. We've allowed people to use language that is not theoretically correct, but they're using the tool in the right way. Um, We just don't get absorbed with, you have to use a certain way of doing things. We just want people to think critically. We want to increase the problem-solving capability of our company, and we're willing to accept, we're agnostic, right? We'll accept anything, and we'll coach coach the, the belts and our business leaders through the problems. It's interesting because uh, I I, um, I haven't delved, delved deeply into this, but uh, Honda uses a flexible manufacturing approach, and, and they aren't tied to one. It doesn't seem as if they're tied to one specific you know, approach. You know, they, they use what's best for the company, but I've, I've seen ex- and read examples of other companies that have been very strict with a Six Sigma or Lean approach. 3M is a good example, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that has actually uh, cut into their innovation process and actually made uh, the employees less innovative. Yeah, it's a huge challenge. So something that is on the top of my mind is how, how do you have the structure of a big program like you, you need structure to be able to have something be repeatable um, and train people the same way um, no matter where they're trained, whether it's China versus Belgium versus uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. We want our belts to experience the same thing. However, how do you do that without being bureaucratic and keeping it simple? And 
we are I haven't I don't know the Honda example, but now I'm gonna write it down and, and look that up because we the way that we're combating becoming a large incumbent when it comes to continuous improvement is keeping everything very simple. We're reaching out, we're benchmarking with other companies to get ideas on simplicity solutions. We're also working with some of the top universities on design thinking. So how do you put how do you put methodology around that creative space where structure will kill the innovation? Um, and I think there are many examples where people have been, other corporations have been forceful in their Six Sigma methodology. They've put it in the wrong place. They haven't communicated well. And it has killed their product launches for the future. Um, we definitely have talked to those companies and we're trying to learn from their mistakes because shame on us if we don't listen to others. Yeah, so it's good that you're doing the benchmarking. And uh, so let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the partnerships and, and what types of partnerships Anheuser-Busch and Bev have, have been involved in, and uh, particularly universities uh, or if you've been involved in tech centers or uh, MEPs, manufacturing extension partnerships. If there are any examples that uh, – it come to mind, uh, definitely would like to hear about it. Sure. We're always open. Right now, we have a partnership with American Society of Quality. We use that partnership pr- pretty extensively. We also have a partnership with Morsteam, which is a fascinating company um, based out of, right out of here, um, out of Columbus, um, where their e-learning tools and their advice um, has been very helpful to us. Um, and I think our, our team is constantly looking out and developing more relationships in their local geographies as well. So um, I think one thing we didn't talk about in terms of the training uh, is uh, I, I really have to ask, what is Sigma Brew? <laughs> it's a fantastic simulation um, by the Morstein product. So it's something that takes all it's a coffee example but it's an online game and um it's online versus in the in the classroom where the belt actually lives the entire project start to finish um and they have to present their toll gates as part of it and they get a score at the end for how successful they are so it's a way to make it fun right you have a coffee store and you're selling a liquid product which is you know very similar to beer so our employees are very very it's an easy translation to how this would actually apply to our business in a gaming as- atmosphere. We're always looking at new ways to use gaming to teach. Um, so something else that we're working on, if you're interested, is uh, a leadership game where um, – so when you think about a Six Sigma program, if you have top-level support, you're going to be successful. And our belts are supporting, so we're going to be successful there. Where we're having some struggle is people who are high enough in the company that haven't lived our belt program yet, but they're the line manager or the sponsor of the project. So we're focusing in 2014 and 2015 on the education of that layer to make the full connection from the top of the company down to the belt who's working on the different projects. And the way that we're attacking that problem is the same way as Sigma Brew, right? We're going to put an online game where the sponsor can live an entire project online before they actually have to coach and mentor the the belt in real life. 
So do you think that uh, that all the uh, efforts that have been made uh, at AB InBev on uh, uh, the uh, Sigma Brew and leadership development, Six Sigma, that that has helped with what is being is considered one of the major issues in manufacturing today in terms of retention uh, and, and workforce development? And have you seen an improvement? So on retention, it's really too soon for us because our program launched uh, – in the second iteration in 2011, 2012. So we're only about three years in. We're seeing some positivity, but we're also seeing areas where we have weaknesses. So we're constantly working on those weaknesses. I think in another year or two, we'll be in a better place to say, yes, definitely we've made a success. But the area that I think we're seeing um, a lot of success is internal promotions. So the turnover rate, I think we're, we're still pretty much holding with what we were before, but the internal promotion rate for people who have gone through our programs is actually growing, which means there are two things going on. We are selecting the right projects, assigning the right person, so that's one thing, um, so that the person develops their skills for promotion or the next business challenge. And the second thing is the business is recognizing that our belts, I say this in air quotes, you can't see this over the podcast, but air quotes, our belts <laughs> are um, are being prepared and the, they have the critical thinking that they need at the next level, which is a true success and a true measure of success with the program. So I, I think that that, um, you know, in terms of um, uh, what I've seen, I, I, I just... I think what you're doing is is really innovative, and uh, you know we're, you're looking at uh, breweries that have been around for decades, I and mean, some from the 1960s, correct? Maybe even earlier than that. And so, you know, going in with a culture change from from, from that level, that that would seem to be astronomical. But it... well, the the key to our success is building on the foundation that already existed. So in our breweries, there was already a strong foundation of excellence programs. Uh, standardized work, and a lot of the lean principles. What my team has done, and believe me, it's not me, it's an army of, of change agents that are out there making this happen every day. What we have done and what we're working on and pursuing is making the connection between all of the pieces that existed and how they tied together. I think when you look at our lean initiative in supply, a lot of those tools existed in the past. They just weren't pulled together and, and packaged in the way that lean, as, as we all know, what lean does is it puts everybody in a room, let's solve the problem now, fast. We have all the experts and the decision makers, let's, let's make it happen. That's what lean has really done for us. So all we're doing is taking what has existed in the past, making that continuity, bringing the string that, that ties it together, and positioning us for our future successes. That's excellent. So I'm going to ask you one question we ask uh, everyone who's a guest on this podcast, and that is, what would surprise us about your company? I think you would be surprised, even though we are, when you think about brewing beer and the change, it seems pretty static. We are a company of entrepreneurs, people who are always looking what is the next thing? And I think a great example of that is our Black Crown product. 
we ran a, a competition with our brewmasters in the U.S., and that beer was designed by the L.A. brewmaster at the time. I think he's he's been promoted since then. But it's that type of atmosphere in which we brew and manufacture our product. And that's very energizing to everybody that it touches, that you can actually have an idea. You know, this was an idea for a new product. You can play around and, you know, create the, the recipe and actually brew a new beer that is now on the market. That is excellent. So um, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate, Becky, you being on our show. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you for hosting me. It was a real pleasure. All right.